Hello and welcome to Doc to Me. My name is Heather. And I'm Kathleen. And this week we are covering Great Gardens. It's amazing. Just can't believe you've never seen it. I cannot either. It's I a classic. Did not think that I was missing out by only having read about the situation. <laughs> but You gotta see it firsthand. You gotta see it firsthand. She just gotta. Description is just not enough. Doesn't do it justice. Uh, before we get into that, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, all our socials are in the show notes. If you would like to donate to keep this boat floating, or at least slow down the sinking, we you, can, sinking <laughs> you can PayPal us at doctomepod at gmail.com. We appreciate every cent we get. And we'll shout you out. Yeah, we will. Okay, so back to this. So you can, like, this documentary was easy to find on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's like the full. fairly old. <laughs> In fact, I was looking for a trailer to show my husband and instead just found the entire documentary. Yeah. You can also rent it on Amazon if you really want to give them money. I watched it on HBO. Was it the actual one on HBO? Yes. Okay, because I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or the I think film. I think it's both. They okay. have both on the. Because I saw it, but I was like, I know there's a film, too, so I wasn't sure. Um, so, yeah... The one I thought it was on Amazon, it's the biographical film about these two women and stars Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lange. It's a great film. Well, first of all, just Jessica know Lange. it's not the actual <laughs> documentary. I mean, Drew Barrymore should have been the giveaway that it wasn't an actual documentary. <laughs> but see, I didn't look on HBO, so I wasn't sure if, if it was the actual documentary or the movie. I mean, if I'm going to pay for HBO, I'm going to use it as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So this one that we're discussing is a 1975 film by Albert and David Mazels and was also directed by Ellen Hovde and Muffy Meyer, which I wish my name was Muffy. No, I feel like high school would be tough with the name like Muffy. Little Miss Muffet. Just Muff. Muff. (laughs) Muffin top. The Mazels also did Gimme Shelter, which might be more well known than this film. There's straight up murder on it. In 2010, Grey Gardens was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. It is all of those things. Which, it is a time. (laughs) So, right away, watching this, I was reminded about how much time is spent in this movie listening to two shrill-voiced women just argue with each other. <laughs> Which is basically my life. <laughs> like, it's a lot. We start off with a cat escape from the house by going through a literal hole in the wall. Eat it! The cat got out! That was originally made by a raccoon? It was a huge-ass chunk of the wall missing. This house is <laughs> fucked. Which is so funny because if you, like, when they show the other houses nearby, like, I mean... This is fucking Hamptons, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking nice. This is where people go to summer. Yes. This place is infested with fleas, cats, raccoons, and there's no running water or electricity. How and did it's she say sloths? Sloths. And it's <laughs> literally falling apart. The Suffolk County Health Department is trying to get this place torn down. So who would choose to live here? Uh, just a couple of socialites. Just, it's quick rundown time. We have Edith Ewing... Bouvier Beale, known as Big Edie, and her daughter Edith Bouvier Beale, known as Little Evie. Whenever anyone makes a comment about how women never name their daughters after themselves like men do, 
I think these two women. This is why. Yeah. Also, like, could you imagine like having to be called like Big Heather and Little Heather? Oh my god, I would hate it. Because I hate my name. Why would I pass that down onto somebody else? <laughs> Big it's the same thing with juniors. Like, ew. <laughs> what about you is so special? Unless you like figure out a way to cure cancer, you're allowed to name a child after yourself. You have to accomplish something. I am not a fan of juniors. No. The home was designed in 1897 by Joseph Greenleaf Thorpe, which is, that's an amazing name. That's the name of somebody who makes houses. I feel like Thorpe is a very Mm -hmm. well-known, like, it's a big wig. Yeah. Lots of, lots of famous Thorpes. And was purchased by Big Edie and her husband Phelan in 1923. Phelan eventually leaves his wife, so these two ladies continue to live there for more than 50 years. He notified her of the divorce by telegram from Mexico, which is like <laughs> the original breakup text. Well, first of all, like did they separated in like 1931 or something like that, and then like he notified her like quite a while later that he yeah. like divorced her. <laughs> She's like, yeah. okay. Also, love that you know, little Edie is like, oh no, they never divorced. It wasn't legal. So, it wasn't legal because he did it in Mexico. Like, okay. He had another woman that he, you know, he called his wife. <laughs> the logic doesn't make sense, but whatever. The man's gone. I don't believe in divorce. <laughs> Good for you. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. <laughs> Your father believed in it. <laughs> so why is it called Great Gardens? Is it named after their bushes? No, that's gross. Why would you think that? <laughs> it's because the color of the dunes, the concrete garden walls, and the sea mist. Also, like, it just looks really gray inside. <laughs> oh, back then, you didn't have a lot of colored photos and stuff. It's all just gray. But when you look at it, like, it just, it's very green because everything's overgrown. Dude, it is a fucking jungle <laughs> out there. At that one point when she's on the balcony and she's like, I lost my favorite scarf, but when you lose things, they just disappear forever. Yeah, and you look and it's just a sea of green. There are probably dead bodies. (laughs) You could easily hide a body out there and nobody would notice the smell. No, seriously. It would just go away forever. And so this is in the East Hamptons in New York. So at one time, this had to be like an amazing place. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely fancy. Um, I'm pretty sure they're lowering the property property value for oh, the yeah. surrounding homes. <laughs> yeah. So any trust fund money or money Big Edie had gotten from her husband had long ago dried up. So they couldn't keep up with this enormous mansion. But I don't know if you caught Big Edie's maiden name, but her niece is none other than Jackie O, which was the broad who married President Kennedy. So like, she's got some money. Yeah, pretty pretty famous in her her own right. She steps in along with her sister, Lee Radzawill, to provide funds to spruce the place up. So at least the county drops its eviction notice. I also read that um, one of Big Edie's sons, or maybe both of them, like help pitched in for back taxes. Yeah, paid the back taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was the younger one who became a lawyer. I thought they were both or something. I don't remember. No, one of them... One of them moved to Oklahoma. I remember that. I was like, that's weird. So, like, they named the daughter after the mother. One the of the oldest sons. The son yeah. after the father. And then uh-huh. the younger one has the mother's maiden name. But he goes by Buddy. 
<laughs> Which, I mean, if your name was... Bouvier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would name myself something. My buddy. Well, even the Phelan or whatever is a weird... Yeah, like... I can't remember what... He went by I think something just else, Faye. too. <laughs> so, maybe Peter. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin describing these two women. Big Edie was born October 5th, 1895, which is insane she's almost as old as this house she pursued a singing career and in 1917 married phelan beale who was a lawyer that worked at her father's law firm they got married at saint patrick cathedral in new york which when you think of like the catholic church in new york it's that it's pretty fucking big yeah well it's i mean terrifying if you, looking if you look at her wedding photographs <laughs> like you're like okay this person had some fucking money yeah they have three children little edie phelan jr and bouvier which yeah that's a rough name the boys would go on to both have very successful careers and kind of just like distance, distance themselves yes little edie was born november 7th 1917 and was a socialite socialite who had clothes model who was a clothes model for macy's in new york she did some acting i didn't see her imdb page so (laughs) and she was also a dancer in her 30s she developed alopecia which had to be absolutely devastating considering her lifestyle right like being a model and a dancer but based on her style now you would never guess about the clothes model thing I mean, she was very fashion forward with her <laughs> skirt attire thing that she. That we're not sure was out. even a skirt. It was not a skirt. It was held together with a safety pin, but you can unpin it and wear it as a cape. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing a sweater on her head that's pinned together with a huge brooch. And then, yeah, the skirt thing, I can't figure that out. <laughs> it might have been too much for Brooks. She asks if they want to film upstairs at the house and then just disappears into this overgrown flower bush like a goddamn orphan girl in the secret <laughs> she garden. She just like climbs over in heels. No, she just like walks and is gone. Like the camera guys had to be like, do we just go in there? Like, <laughs> Are there snakes? What do we need to worry? Like, they try to walk and it's just a brick party. wall and they're like, where did she go? And then little Edie's going on about this gorgeous garden, which looks like a nightmare. It was done by a famous horticulturist. <laughs> we see the gardener mowing, and yet you see no grass, so I don't know what he's mowing. <laughs> it's just bushes and trees and vines, so I don't know what this dude's doing. Yeah, I thought he was just cutting shit down. Uh, then we go to one of the more sexier scenes. Big Edie is on the porch sunning, and when it first goes to the scene, you think you're about to see some naked old woman action. <laughs> she's literally 79. It's just like her bare shoulders, because she's wearing a tube top. And no bra. I want to be that comfortable. I don't think she's worn a bra in her entire life. <laughs> and she's like on the second floor on the porch. So like you can see her. Up above all the shrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's like i'm about to get naked (laughs) god i would love to be this comfortable little Edie's outfit reminds me of the office when it's casual friday and everyone's yelling at meredith because she pulls down they're like meredith they can see your boobs so she lifts it up and they're like oh (laughs) it's like you can either see your tits or her vagina yes there is no but that's what it looks like she's wearing 
just waiting for that bush to pop or yeah her bush to just boop so yeah that's the outfit little Edie's wearing um they start rambling about big Edie not wearing a girdle and little Edie has the gall to comment on how her mother dresses she's like which is hilarious Mother, like, when she's like, mother says you're a little conservative or something like that. Like, she's just, they seem very open. But I'm just like, bitch, you're wearing a sweater on your head. <laughs> a piece of fabric you claim is a skirt. But you could also wear it as a cape. Like, I, and she's wearing, like, tights and, like, pants. Well, it's not t- It's hosiery which you can see the top of yeah you can see like the the um the pants portion of it yeah the underpants portion it's that's great it's i love it and she's worried about the gardener yes (laughs) he can never be too careful well i feel like it was a little racism uh yeah it was was a little (laughs) low-key it was the 70s you can never be and then she's talking about like it's really hard to separate the past and the present or something like that just like what are you talking racist against the black gardener yeah i'm talking about like the maids and stuff just like okay you could use a maid right now oh my god the next scene is big edie in bed while little edie is going through old photographs and bringing them to her oh my god they start squabbling (laughs) and but this was when i start laughing because all i could think about is the documentary now episode based on this film like It was like I told you earlier, like, the first episode of that show is this film. And, and that's Bill, what made me, like, love it. And Bill Hader, when he's, like, when he comes out with his, like, sweatpants on his head yeah. and his, like, version of the skirt. But it's just Fred Armisen with those glasses just just staring. And they make her eyes so big. And I kept wanting to stop and go watch it. But I was like, no, that's going to taint the viewing of this. I can't. And then I never got around to watching it anyway. So, good. so sometimes it's hard to follow this documentary because these two women just love to ramble. Their voices sound so similar and they've lived together for decades. So just the two of them talking to each other, they're used to this shit. And you're just, trying to follow what they're each saying. It sounds alike. It's, it's very dysfunctional. Yes. You can tell they've just been alone. It's like they de- they're like codependent on each other, but they at the same time like don't want to be together yeah so as a stranger coming into this trying to keep up with the beat they've got going and that they've had going is just like whoa how do we get to this subject to this subject they just but they can follow along with it and also little Edie I guess refuses to wear glasses or something so she's constantly carrying around a magnifying glass in her hand which seems like such a hassle when she's reading that horoscope book with the huge magnifying glass. Yeah, I'm like, why? That seems like such a pain it in the ass. It makes you look way older than just wearing fucking glasses. Well, and then later she just has binoculars around. <laughs> but they're like the binoculars that you would take to, like, watch an opera. <laughs> yeah. With, like, a what's it called around it that she put on it oh it was like a ribbon <laughs> yeah uh, classic then they start listening to a record of big Edie singing which it's it's bad but then she starts singing along it is very shrill 
I don't know another word to describe it. But didn't she say something like, I wish I had the voice that I had when I was 40 or something like that? But it sounds the exact same. And it's terrible. I feel like this is like when you're super drunk at karaoke and you're just like fucking around to make each other laugh. Madonna. Yeah. So is this just their day? (laughs) I feel like it is. I can't imagine that they do much else. No, they're just lying in bed, listening to old records, looking at pictures, just getting smashed because I swear I saw a vodka bottle, like, sitting between the beds. I mean, Big Edie did say, you're going to make me drink. (laughs) Yeah, because, of course, this huge house and they sleep in the same room in two separate beds. They have, like, three rooms that are operational (laughs) out of a 28-room house. So this isn't an action-packed film. It's a lot of talking. A lot of cats. Looking at pictures. And then randomly the handyman kid pops up every now and then. Jerry. Jerry. The pictures of these women are just so gorgeous. And to see how they're living now is just so sad. Yeah. Like I read, it's like, it's very much a uh, riches to rags story. Yeah. Big Edie is talking about all the men. Little Edie had the opportunity to marry and how they were all millionaires and successful. And Little Edie is just like, yeah, but I didn't love any of them, which you got to applaud her for that because back then you didn't really marry for love if somebody's a millionaire. Plus, a lot of them apparently got to a point of engage, like proposing to her. Like, I mean, Oh, and like when her mom's like, oh, and she, of course, had to give the ring back. It's like, Why would you take the ring if you don't want to marry him? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah, for her, it was more about happiness. Which, I gotta say, did that work out for her? Not really. No. I think maybe um, she should have just given one of them a shot. Yeah. Little Edie blames her mom for a lot in life. She talks about how during the war... All her friends got to go off and join the Red Cross to help out with the effort and all found happiness and marriage through that. Well, she had to, like, just move out and take care of her mom. My mom wasn't well during the war. Yeah. and None of us were. (laughs) And sometimes it's hard to tell if she's, like, holding herself back or if it really was her mom. I feel like it's a combination. Yeah. Like, in a lot of moments... It feels more like Little Edie was the problem and like she just didn't, it was like a failure to launch kind of thing. But then you do see like moments where her mother's like, oh, well, you know, I thought it was time for you to come home. Yeah. You've been gone long enough. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think it was di- very much like they have a huge codependency on each other, but at the same time, like, holy shit, they should not be near each no, other. No, it's shocking they didn't kill each other. And also it's really sad that it all fell on, on Edie to like take care of her mother, like, not that she necessarily needed it at some point because apparently she had that like you know tom logan or whatever but you know what about the sons like yeah it was very much like a that's i said the one son just took off went to oklahoma to be fair though (laughs) if i had a mentally unwell mother and sister i would also distance myself (laughs) as i have so um Little Edie did seem like she had her own life. She went to college. She was living in New York, working as a model. She's very charismatic. I feel like she could have been one of those women with five marriages and all these different relationships with all these oh, yeah. men, she just having totally, fun. She was totally like a, a like having Tyler, kids, but like... never seeing those kids. Like the nannies take care of them. But if it hadn't been for her mom, like yeah, she was very much like a like you know that she loved the camera. And yes, just like you know being fun and yeah and dancing and 
She's like, oh, I'm just marrying worry. a man, getting I'm bored of him, moving on. Makeup. Yeah. So yeah, you know the type I'm talking about. Um, God, I wish I could be that. <laughs> like one of those where like you wouldn't hear about it till the '80s, but like she had been caught banging JFK in the Oval Office or something. And it's <laughs> like, well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, she has that like, kind can of you blame vibe. Her? And instead, she's all dressed in red with a sweater tied around her head, doing marches on the broken down porch, jumping around. Like, all I could think of was, like, Stuart from Mad TV. Like, look what I can do. <laughs> she like, was, the way she just kind of jumps around. It was like, uh, what was that? Was it uh, Jesus Christ Superstar or whatever? Or no. What am I thinking of? Oh, fuck. It'll come to me later, I'm sure. But when she's just like, God, who is the actress? She's, like, jumping. She hugs the tree. Molly Shannon. Yes, Molly Shannon. Superstar. 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 At least my mom didn't name me after bottled water. (laughs) (laughs) That's what your birthmark looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) She's very much just like. She's like, I gotta That's get it. That's I was like, all I can hear. Look what I can do. (laughs) I was just like, I gotta get it coordinated in my head. And she's just like jumping around like it's just... was it later she's got that flag just... yes she's like waving it back and forth it's very, it's like my eight-year-old trying yeah. to like 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 i'm gonna put on a show for you i'm just like practicing and you just gotta sit there like oh you're like, good job oh, that's cute honey yeah and then oh my god the next scene big Edie's just in bed with a hot plate next to her <laughs> Cooking boiling corn. up ears of corn how many ears of corn did she make? And this There's is one of those. Of this is one of those times where Jerry's just there, and he's like, "Sure, I'll take some bedside corn." <laughs> well, first he's like, "No, I'm okay," and then he's like, "Oh, I can't resist." She's like, she, he always compliments me on the way I do my corn. Like this is a normal occurrence. He's just slathering I, butter on that okay, corn. But like what I'm confused. Like Little Lady's bed is like clear, mm-hmm. and you can actually like see the bedspread yeah but like big Edie, like she's laying on the bed and then there's she's just like so much shit around her pictures and yeah boxes and like tons of just junk it's like she has like all of her possessions on she's like the the bag lady or whatever in labyrinth with all mm-hmm. the shit on her back but it's just on her bed instead yes like and just but I'm like boiling sit- corn in bed beside her. Like I'm just I'm picturing like the whole like, thing just the water dumps starts over. splashing. Yeah. yeah, like just dump over on her. Like she's literally boiling corn in bed. And Jerry's just hanging out. Like, and he's like, yeah, so sure. Bizarre. He's like, will you butter it for me? Like, <laughs> I literally like I couldn't eat lunch watching them eat in their bedroom. <laughs> Boiled corn literally in bed. And I'm going to bring this up every time my husband complains about when I have a snack in bed. Because <laughs> I could be boiling ears of corn. I could have a hot plate in here. <laughs> so while this is happening, little Edie's hanging out in the attic and pours out a bag of Wonder Bread for a recluse. Okay, but let's pause to talk about the fact that as she's walking in, she's complaining about how there are all these different animals in the attic. <laughs> There's sloths, which she mispronounces, raccoons, possums. Just like she's like run like a whole rundown of wild animals living in the attic, and then she dumps out a whole fucking bag of a Wonder Bread, bread. <laughs> and then a box of cat food on top of that pile. It's literally 
And it was like, there was like a cardboard box, like it was like a plate, and it was just like a loaf of bread. And then she's like, I don't leave the bag in here anymore. And then she talks about how her books are being moved around. I was like, bitch, could it be the wildlife creatures just with free reign in your house? (laughs) I'd like to point out that raccoons have hands. And then she was like, "Mm, I bet it was Jerry. Meanwhile, the camera pans over to a raccoon, like, rummaging through the wall. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's Jerry. But the documentary now when it shows the raccoon eating the slice of bread. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Please don't feed the, the wildlife. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they start talking about Jerry and how Jerry's only hanging around because he wants to fuck little Edie. <laughs> She's, Big Edie's like... She's like, I think that she's in love with him, and I think he's in love with her or something like that. And little Edie's like, well, he's not. He should just go because I'm not going to give him to him or something like that. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, sex. I'm not having sex with him. (laughs) And she's just like, what? Also, like, they're talking about needing to watch this man who's doing them favors. Yeah. What's he going to take? They're very clearly paranoid. She's like, he's been. She said that his friend was downstairs and he was passing books out of the <laughs> attic to him. I'm like, how much do you think your books are worth? <laughs> like, what, what is this man getting money for? Like, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, eventually you get to big Edie's birthday, which why the fuck are they living upstairs? Cause it's like two minutes of this old woman making her way down the stairs. <laughs> And the whole time she's walking down the stairs, she's like, these stairs are so dirty. How did, <laughs> how did Edie get these, like, let these be like this? Like, it's like, how did you let this come? Like, this is what you're focused on? The stairs, not anything else? You're living in a bed surrounded by shit. Your daughter is feeding raccoons bread. In your attic. <laughs> you're in bed boiling corn. Eating your walls. The cat took a shit behind the painting. <laughs> so I don't know who this old guy is and this other woman, but they have to set newspaper on <laughs> down a, on the chairs before the they chairs can sit down. So dirty. They're drinking they can just sit on papers. They're drinking wine out of paper cups to celebrate. It's a very classy affair. I can't believe that they ate or drank anything there. That one woman looks so uncomfortable. Um I would be as well. <laughs> like, I don't care how much I love you. I'm not coming to that place. But, I mean, there's Did, at least cake. The camera crew had to wear flea collars around their <laughs> legs in this place. I can't believe these people were eating food. Um, and then little Edie does a weird patriotic dance number. There's some more singing with the two of them. Like, we don't have enough of that. And they're, like, criticizing each other. Like, yeah. Big Edie's like, oh, you, you can't sing that. That's not your, like, you can't do that. No. Yeah. Uh, little Edie takes the guys to the side to tell them Jerry's moving in. I didn't understand what was happening. She, There's oh, something about a washer. Yeah, she was like, he's brought a washer because someone was like going to get rid of it or whatever. And so he thought they might like it. And so she felt that was him like trying to put the moves on her mother I was and so move confused. in. It's so fucking weird. I think she was worried that it was like, so, I, but I thought he wanted to fuck her. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Because there's no storytelling or narration. So it's, sometimes it's hard to figure out what's going on. Well, there's no plot either. No. It's literally just like a day in the life. Uh, we do get a nice scan of a newspaper. It was 29 cents for ketchup. Fuck yeah. Five cream pies for a dollar. 
Italian bread, five for a dollar. <laughs> Man, let's get back to the seven. T-bone for a dollar fifty-nine per pound, which that's really good. Um, yeah, Big Edie was pissing me off with the critiquing her daughter seeing. She and she kept like, calling her fat too. And yeah, I'm just like I'm sorry. Have you looked like you guys Look, are she not? Was like, Stop singing that song. You can't sing. And I was classically trained. And I was like, I'm sorry, but your daughter is better than you. And you both kind of suck. And you both don't know words to songs. And you're like going back and forth like, I think it's this. Just like, Let's oh play the God. record. Yeah. She's like, you could model hats. You had a nice face. Shoes. You could model shoes. <laughs> Rings. So then it just kind of ends with Big Edie passing out in bed. With a hat. I did love her hats. The but big I love that the hats. hat, she couldn't get it the way she just kept messing with it. Because it's so beat up. And then little... And her, her titties, like, just flopping <laughs> in that tube top. And then little Edie's downstairs just dancing away. She's like... She said something like she danced for, like, eight hours or something. Oh God, and I'm just I believe like, it. Are you on cocaine, ma'am? It's a weird film. There's no point to it. It's no. literally just to like, like, I think I text you during it and I was like, if this documentary teaches you anything aside from like, obviously mental health is very important. It does teach you spelling because several times little Edie spells shit out <laughs> <laughs> when she's like, she is talking S-H-I-T about me. <laughs> and then when she's like staunch, S-T-A-U-N-C-H. And you just want to like... Yeah, like, look at you. You can't say sloth, but you got that word. Nailed it. So when this was released, there was some criticism about the Beals being exploited, but they seem very in control of what is happening at they all times. They were into it, yeah. It wasn't like, they weren't like being put on show, like little show ponies. No, like they were pushing just them like, out, like go out there and dance. Yeah. Like, no, this was very much. And they didn't, they didn't lead them in any, like when they were having arguments and stuff like that, or anytime they talked, they were just very like non-biased. Like when she'd be like, oh, I, like when she's laying on the beach and she's like, maybe I should start like bossing mother around. And he's just like, oh, do you think like it wasn't, they weren't leading. No. Um, so Big E.D. passed away on February 5th, 1977 of pneumonia. Shocking in this house. <laughs> I can't stand so another country drafty. winter. Little Edie sold the house in 1979, which I think is interesting. She stayed there for two years. Well, apparently, I think I read somewhere that it was her mother's wishes that she stay and also that they couldn't sell the house to be torn down. Yeah. So she sold the house for $220,000, which would be... 821,000 today which is just like shocking because like <laughs> that's roughly what we bought our house for like 10 years well not 10 years ago but like eight years ago you're basically just buying this for the land and the bones of the house like exactly but shocking they couldn't tear it down no I uh, sold it to Sally Quinn and her husband, Ben Bradley, who was a Washington Post editor. The sale agreement forbade tearing down the house, so they restored the house and the grounds. They lived there for 35 years until Ben died in 2014. Sally rented the house out for a few years and then sold it in 2017 to fashion designer Liz Lang. Her and her husband remodeled the home again and even lifted the house onto stilts to create a basement. Wow. I guess for the raccoons. The raccoons. Little. Do houses in the Hamptons have basements? I didn't think that that was really a thing when you were on the beach. Mm-hmm. 
feel like that's not a Hamptons thing. I have no idea. I don't know. I would think it would just fill up with water but, from hurricanes. But to, be, and... but to be fair, the extent of my Hamptons knowledge Oh, you don't is, have a huge, is, vast uh, amount of knowledge about the Hamptons? Is uh, episodes of revenge. <laughs> not, not really life in the Hamptons kind of material. Uh, little Edie had a very short-lived cabaret show at the age of 60 in New York that did poorly because she's 60. Also, she apparently had a fever and had recently had cataract surgery. (laughs) She was wearing an eye patch. People were like, not that great. (laughs) They hid the reviews from her. And eventually she made her way to Florida, which as much as she talked about how much she loved New York, Florida seems her style. Yeah. She seems more like a Florida girl. She was found dead in her apartment on January 14th, 2002, at the age of 84. And that's the date on her tombstone. But according to family members, it was believed she might have died about five days earlier from either a stroke or heart attack, which that's sad. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being for her to be alone dead for several days. Considering she lived with somebody for so much amount of time. And then and all the cats. <laughs> God, do you think the cats ate some of her? I don't think she still had the cats. You think? I don't know. She makes me think of that. Sick of those damn cats. It makes me think of that episode of Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> and they're like, "The cats ate her." <laughs> He's like, "But you don't remember that happened <laughs> near on our us? street?" Yeah. Yes. She's <laughs> like, "Oh, some of our cats ate her." Because my dad was working for Public Works, and he was telling me about like. I remember that story very fondly growing mm-hmm. up, and I tell people every chance I get about the mm-hmm. lady at the end of my street. Because it was like, which house is it? Oh, the one with the fence is half painted, because she died before she could finish painting it. And then the cat's ate her face. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put Dewey on the phone. He can tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> so Jerry Torrey, the handyman, was found by chance driving a taxi in New York City in 2005. He had a 2011 documentary made about him called The Marble Fawn of Great Gardens. And he had a very interesting life. Like, he has his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, he did a lot. He was a sculptor and at one point had a job tending gardens for the royal family of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and, like, he was, like, set up. Like, he had a lush life while he he was doing that. He has works featured in museums. And it turned out it definitely wouldn't have worked out with him and Eddie. Or Edie. As he lives, he, he lives with his longtime partner Ted O'Ryan Shepherd, who was also an artist. Yeah, which like, I thought was cute. Like I guess was it the I Getty read, like, family? He, he had ran away from home when he was like mm-hmm. sixteen, and like I mean, had a connection with the Getty family because he was doing yard work for them. And I read two stories. He either saw this woman with the scarf around her head and followed her. Yeah. Or he saw the abandoned house. And yeah, it turns and he out there were people, there people living there. there. Yeah, so I read, I read both of those stories. Both stories of how he gotten. But he had like an interesting life himself, and like mm-hmm. I just thought it was like really cool that like he ran away at sixteen and made his way to the Hamptons and just like happened to be working for Did all these for people. for the royal family of Saudi yeah. Arabia and became a sculptor. Like, yeah, because yeah, he was like, because I know when when Edie was talking about like he was going to move in with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, I mean, I guess, like, he gets off of work at, like, a two or something like that. Yeah, he was working, like, as, like, a gardening apprentice mm-hmm. in, like, one of the other homes or something. And so he was just kind of helping them out on the side. Yeah. 
So, yeah, he definitely did not want to have sex with Little Lady. <laughs> the Grey Gardens musical opened in 2006, and HBO produced the biographical drama film Grey Gardens that released in 2009. As I said before, it's a great film. Drew Barrymore and Jessica Lange, it won six Emmys and two Golden Globes. So it's not just me saying that. And then, of course, in 2015, we have the series Documentary Now, featuring the parody Sandy Passage with Bill Hader, Fred Armisen as Little Vivi and Big Vivi. <laughs> Quite a twist at the end of that one. So, yeah. That's the end of this one. Bye. this isn't ghost adventures where you just end (laughs) spooky 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 credits (laughs) so that is our film for this week i think you discuss some for next week which i don't know i've already watched it it wasn't very informative okay but the the mom annoys me (laughs) so we'll see if we'll stick with that it's a good case though and it's interesting, but it's just depressing. Okay, all. Oh, yeah, I get that on the mic. <laughs> to be fair, we have a giant to jug to... Uh, uh, we've got a pretty big dent on it. We've made some progress. It's less than half. It's like a, I'd say a third. I think we're almost to like a quarter. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, we're making some progress. Baby steps. <laughs> all in one day. I'm just kidding. It's a couple months. <laughs> We got kids. We can't be hungover <laughs> like that. All right. Well, yeah. Check the show notes for socials. You can reach out to us. And by social, she means like social media, not our social security numbers, because we don't really have any money that you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk to Me. The opening music is by Twisterium. For comments or suggestions, we can be reached by email at doctomepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Doctomy Pod and find a link to our Facebook group in the show notes. Thank you.